Hey everybody, this is Mark from You've Hit the Mark, starring me, Mark. Thanks for listening. So, hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. I just want to jump into a few things. Um, First of all, thank you for subscribing, if you have, to You've Hit the Mark, starring Mark, and that's me. (laughs) I know, that gets old. Uh, Thanks for subscribing. Also, like me on YouTube, Mark with a C, The Mortician. Mark with a C, The Mortician. Mark the Mortician. So that's my intro, 40 seconds. I wanted to talk to you about my consulting business. That's TFC, Thomas Funeral Consulting. Just a brief explanation as to what I do. I've been involved in funeral service for the past 11 years. I've seen it all. I've seen decompositions, I've seen tragedies, I've seen normal deaths, I've seen children, infants, babies, young people. I've seen it all, okay? And not only was I what they call a morgue rat, you know, if you're good at embalming, they stick you in the embalming room. I was also a people person. I'm good at talking to people. And during my tenure in funeral service, I would sit with families and I would go over stuff with them, pricing, merchandise, what they want and what they need. And a lot of the time, what they needed and what they wanted were two different things. Like what they wanted became what they needed. They wanted a $10,000 casket, so that's, that became what they needed. And being the funeral professional that I am, I would try to understand where the family was coming from, um, from a monetary standpoint, from just their background, you know, what they can afford, what they can't afford. And I would be upfront with them. I would ask them. Um, so a lot of times people would overspend with funeral merchandise. So I saw that as the funeral professional because I can't not sell them a casket because they can't afford it. If they want that casket and they find a way to pay for it, if they need to use three credit cards because the casket's $10,000 and the other services and merchandise that they want are $3,000, so that's a $13,000 funeral, who am I to stop them? I can't. I can try to talk them out of it, but they would look at me like I have five heads. You know what I mean? So they want to use three credit cards to pay for grandma's funeral and $10,000 casket, I can't stop them. So I came up with this idea, and this idea came from helping my neighbor. My neighbor's wife, God rest her soul, she was a great, great girl, great lady, and she developed cancer. Uh, She didn't undergo treatment. She chose not to go uh, for chemotherapy. And obviously with that, she knew she was inevitably going to become increasingly ill and pass away. So once she passed, I helped my neighbor, um, her husband, who I'm good friends with to this day, I helped him with everything. And at that time, I was not working in a funeral home. But I took it upon myself to do paperwork. I got him connected with a uh, cremation society. And it was actually an anatomical donation, which is a whole body donation service. And once they do the procurement of whatever they are looking to take from the loved one's body, they return the body to a funeral home. The funeral home performs the cremation and the cremated remains are then given back to the family at no, char- no charge, no cost to the family at all. 
So I did this and I said, wait a minute, if I do this for him, I could do this for a lot of people and I could probably save them money. So I got some vendors with caskets now. I got some vendors with florists. I got some vendors with restaurants for catering. And I have all these people on call for me that I can put them in touch with family members and I can save them money. I can save the family money because that same casket that was $10,000, I can probably get that same casket for the family for $5,000. That's what TFC, Thomas Funeral Consulting, is all about. I sit down with families just as the funeral director would, but I'm not in that capacity. I would sit down with them, create a budget, create a wants and needs list, then we'd go over merchandise, then we'd go over services, what they're looking for, burial cremation, whatever. And once that's done, we would select a funeral home. They would go to the funeral home. I could go with them. And I would just sit like I'm part of the family and listen. And they would say, hey, you know, um, Mark from Thomas Funeral Consulting has already sold us a casket. So that casket will be delivered. And I'll give them the information. And right there, there's a substantial savings for the family. Okay? Then we go over, okay, they're going to ask you about a limousine. They're going, to get, they're going to ask you about flowers. They're going to ask you about merchandise. You know, that, some of that's included in the packages they have. Or you can do a la carte. We just want a simple service. The casket's going to be provided. Uh, the flowers are going to be provided. And, you know, and it's just, I'm an all-inclusive funeral concierge. That's what I do. After being a professional within the funeral home, now I'm a professional within myself out of the funeral home, and in front of families to help them. That's what Thomas Funeral Consulting does. And I think there's a need for that. I think people are vulnerable when they knock on the funeral home's door. They go in, they have a conference. They're vulnerable. They're not thinking clearly. Whereas when I'm involved, we sit down at your home, wherever you want, at Starbucks, at the local library, wherever. We sit down in a comfortable arena, not arena, but a comfortable area, and we talk business. Now, it's not normal business that we're talking. It's easy. It's easy to discuss because I make it easy, and we go over everything so, then, so that when you go to the funeral home, whether or not I am with you, once, once you go there, you are educated. That's the operative word, folks. Educated. You're educated in front of the funeral director that you know what you're talking about and you know what you want, you know what you need, and you know the funeral home's prices prior to going there. That's what it's all about. You hire me to do that. I'm with you. I go to the wake with you. I'll attend the funeral with you. I'll go to the coalition afterwards, words, a.k.a. reception. And I will be there throughout the entire process. You hire me to do that. That's what I do. That's why that service is so important. Tell your friends. Tell your family members. Look us up on Facebook. Well, there's no us. It's only me. Look me up on Facebook. Thomas Funeral Consulting. Like my page. Share my page. You know, and I will assist you if you need me to. So that's Thomas Funeral Consulting. Thank you for doing that. If you do go on and like my page. There's merchandise on there too you can look at. Any questions, my direct contact information is on there. Now folks, I know I've mentioned in a couple other of my episodes about pickleball. Pickleball is great. I love it. What pickleball is, it's a smaller version of tennis. 
with a smaller racket, which is called a paddle, and not a tennis ball. It's, well, it's not called a pickleball. I don't know what it is. Maybe it is called a pickleball. Is the ball of pickleball a pickleball? Answer me that question, please, folks. Answer me that question. So it's like a wiffle ball. It has holes in it. But let me tell you, this thing flies, okay? And anybody can play this game from a 10-year-old girl to a 78-year-old boy. <laughs> Man, anybody can play this game. It's so fun. It's on a court. You can play singles, which is difficult, or you can play doubles, which is normally how it's played. Mixed doubles, guy and a girl, or just two guys, four guys, you know, playing on a court, whatever. However you mix it up is how you mix it up. But it's just a lot of fun. And I'll give you the basics. The, basics. the basic rule of pickleball is this. At the baseline, you know, you have to be standing outside of the baseline for a serve. Now, when you serve, you serve underhanded. So it has to be below the waist. You have to come from below the waist and make contact with the ball from below the waist. You cannot bounce the ball and hit it on a serve. You have to drop the ball. So you have the ball. I'm a righty. I have the ball in my left hand. I drop it. I hit it with my right hand with the paddle below my waist and get it over the net. And it has to go in the box, obviously. And it's um, diagonally, the box diagonally from where I'm standing. And it has to bounce. It can only bounce once. From there, once it bounces on that side, it comes back over the net. And whether you or your partner get the ball, it has to bounce again. So it has to bounce twice. I serve it, boom, it's over the net, it bounces. They hit it back, boom, it bounces. I hit it back. And then it's free play. You can hit it in the air, wherever you want, on a bounce, okay? And there's also maybe, um, I don't know, a foot or two, maybe a foot and a half from the net. You cannot enter that area right in front of the net unless the ball bounces in it. That is called the kitchen. I don't know why that's called a kitchen, but it's called a kitchen. So don't enter the kitchen unless the ball bounces in there. Actually, that's not true. You can go in the kitchen anytime you want. You just can't hit the ball once it goes into the kitchen. I, you know, I said that incorrectly, folks. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to think of what I'm saying before I say it. The ball has to bounce, okay, before you hit it in the kitchen. But if you think the ball is going to go into the kitchen, you can enter the kitchen. And if the ball doesn't go into the kitchen, just step out of the kitchen and hit it. But you can go in the kitchen if you can predict the ball bouncing in the kitchen. And you can only hit the ball in the kitchen once it bounces. That's it. And you have to step out of the kitchen to resume play. A few rules about pickleball, but it's a lot of fun, like I said. And, you know, I've played some some local tournaments, some local round robins, and it's just, it's just a great game. I've made a lot of friends. And in one of my episodes, I think I even commented on having a Jewish family, like Jewish by affiliation. Well, a lot of my South Florida pickleball family, they are Jewish. That's why I said good yantif. I hope my episode is still live. I think I accidentally deleted one, so... But yeah, you know, they're my pickleball family down in South Florida, and I love them. And it's just a great time, great game. So, I, uh, changing subjects here. My sister, you know, I gave my family members the link to my podcast so they can listen. <laughs> and 
one family member, and particularly my sister, you know, she was like, well, what the hell? You know, you didn't know if you were, I was your brother or your sister. Like, what the hell is that? It's in humor, folks. It's in humor. All the great comedians use their families for humor. All the great comedians use them. That's what families are for. I love my family, both sides. My dad's side and my mom's side. I love them. You know, just some people on my mother's side are a little weird. Some people on my dad's side are a little weird, you know? Like my, one of my brothers on my dad's side. He's a tall, tall guy, you know? Great guy, great guy, has a great job. You know, but he could be, he could be kiddish. We all could be kiddish and immature. So what the heck? If I don't know if, if one of my siblings is a boy or a girl, who cares? I'm young. Get over it. But anyway, she was squawking about that, and I just wanted to say, sister, I love you. All my brothers and my sisters, I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being in my life. And my niece and nephew, of course. Love you all. So please, sister, don't be upset and get over it and move along, girl. Move along. Or boy. Oh, oh no, wait. You are a girl. Move along. <laughs> ah, I'm just kidding. Ah, she's, a, she's a good egg. She's a pain in my A dollar sign, dollar sign. But who isn't, you know? That's how you know somebody cares if they're a pain in your rump. Okay, I'm just going to check the time here, see how long we've been doing this, because I don't like to make these too long. Because I don't want it to get boring. All right, we're at 13 minutes, 40 seconds. 44 seconds. Um, dating. What do you guys think of dating? You think it's easy? What do you guys think of dating websites? To me, dating websites are like, you know, just, um, it's, it's weird. You go on, you put in your information, and you just look at these girls, pictures of these girls. And then you read their profile. And it's like a festival of dating. Like you can just say yay or nay to each and every one of them. She's pretty. I don't like her profile, so nay. She's ugly, but I love her profile, so yay. You know, yes, no, yes, no, yes, 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 no, no. And, like, it's crazy. It's crazy how that works. I've been on a few dating sites, and um, they're fun. I go on there if I'm bored, just to look, just to see what people say, how they word their profiles, what kind of pictures they have. But let me tell you, folks, some of these people on these websites are Flat out cray cray. They're crazy. The kind of pictures they have on there, and I've commented on a few, and of course, you know, my profile was suspended because I'm like just making bad comments. Well, if you don't have clothes on, you know, or you have very minimal clothes on, and this is a dating, a regular paying dating website, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I'm not on a porn channel. I'm not on a porn site. I'm on a dating site, okay? I don't want to see you half naked. Especially if I'm paying for it. The free ones, I mean, you, you get what you pay for. Let's put it that way. So if I'm paying for like Match.com, I want to go on there and I want to see beautiful women. I don't want to see half-naked women with beers in their hands or with cigarettes in their mouths. I don't want to see that. So I make comments just randomly on different people's profiles. And most of them are good. Like, hey, cute pictures. My name's Mark. Hey, I like your profile. Hey, we have a lot in common. Whatever. But if I see you with like half half nude and like, you know, smoking a joint or something. 
I might say, hey, you know, I'm paying, I'm paying good money to be on here. I'm not paying good money to see you <laughs> or something like that, you know, and they would comment and we'd go back and forth and I'd be like, listen, just take your profile off if you're going to do this. I go on a free one. You know what I mean? Don't pay for this. It's trash. Trashy people. And it's like you go on here and it's just a festival of women. You can just have your pick. So I just wanted to get your feedback on that. Uh, I've had some good experiences, some bad experiences. Um, I've met a few crazies, definitely met a few crazies. You just got to watch it. You got to watch it, folks. You have to know who you're talking to. And if you're going to sit there and email for five months and not even have a conversation or move the conversation to texting so you can at least reply more often and have a conversation and talk more often, then forget it. It's not worth it. You know, once the emailing stage on the site is over, go to texting. Then put in a phone call or two. See what the person sounds like. See how they represent themselves on the phone. And then maybe meet up. But let me tell you, I've gone on dates like the first date. You know, you'd meet. You'd have a, you'd have a connection. There'd be chemistry there. You'd feel it. And then on the second day, it's like you're lip-locking. You're on the beach, you're lip-locking, and it's like, you know, come back, come back to my house. And then I'd be like, whoa, whoa, no, you know, no, not yet. No, that's not what I'm looking for. I can get that anywhere. I want something more. I want some more substance. So careful with that, folks. And the last thing I just wanted to bring up, if you've listened to any of my previous episodes, hand soap from Walmart. Now, I thought that was hilarious, okay? But... Not only is it hilarious, folks, it is stupid. It is sickening that somebody would actually react that way to equate hand soap. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to episode either two or three. I forget which one it's in. Um, Actually, I can tell you right now. Hand soap. Episode three, check that out. I went to Walmart, a.k.a. Wally World, to get a few things, right? I come back home here, and I put two bottles of hand soap on the kitchen counter. (laughs) And oh my God, it's it's like it was dirt. I'm not putting that up. I don't use Equate hand soap. And I'm just looking at her, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this person shaking my head. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Whether it's 98 cents or 75 cents, I went out and I bought it because you said you needed it for the house. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you have people like that in your life, okay? But let me tell you, that lasted an hour after I did that. Like, that argument lasted an hour. Of course, other things were brought into the puzzle after that. But it's like, I don't use, I don't use Equate hand soap. I'm too good for that. Oh, you're too good for that? Yeah, kiss my ass. Pardon my French. But let me tell you. Nobody's too good for Equate hand soap. Not even the President of the United States. Not even the Pope. The Pope would use Equate hand soap. Why? Because it's hand soap. Now I digress. Somebody's too good for hand soap. You probably don't belong with that person. Move on. She's crazy. 
Move it along, little doggy. And that's all I have to say about that. Folks, thanks for listening. I'm sorry to, you know, keep this so long. I hope I have your attention when I talk, though. Like, I like these, I like these podcasts, segments that I have. And if you want to hear stuff, if you want to hear me rant and rave about a particular subject, let me know. I would love to do it, and it excites me to do it, you know, because I just sit here, and I make notes of what I want to cover, and I cover them, like the intro, then the Thomas Funeral Consulting, then a little bit about pickleball, pickle, pickleball, then a little bit about my family and why my sister was squawking at me, and then about the dating websites, and lastly, the hand soap comments. And that's episode four. If you want to hear about anything, let me know. If I don't know about it, I'll look it up, I'll do some research, and I will talk about it for you. So guys, thanks for listening. This is Mark from You've Hit the Mark, signing off and saying, have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening, and thank you for subscribing. Bye-bye.